Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today accumulated over 30 professional wins over his career. He's played in the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. He was the captain of the 2015 President's Cup that defeated the Internationals. He's the recipient of the Payne Stewart Award, the Jim Murray Award, the Bob Jones Award, the Jack Nicholas Trophy, and the Arnold Palmer Award, just to name a few. And he's also won two Charles Schwab Cups. He continues his success on the Champions Tour, and he's now the owner of a very impressive golf center in Greenville, South Carolina. Please welcome the one and only Jay Haas. Jay, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to do this interview. I cannot thank you enough. How are you? Oh, everything's good here. Just got a little cabin fever going with uh, this coronavirus stuff. And I know it's uh, affected a lot of people. And uh, fortunately, uh, we're we're all healthy right now and and doing well. Just uh, anxious to get back out like I'm sure a lot of people are. Uh, we all are. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing well through this. And yeah, this is, it's definitely a weird time for everybody right now. Yeah, just uh, a time that uh, unprecedented, really. Nothing like this in my lifetime has ever happened. And I know our kids and grandkids will be reading about it in the history books. And hopefully it's one for uh, every every hundred years or so. We don't have to go through this much anymore. I hope not. I hope not. Well, Jay, in 2018, you and a few other investors purchased a facility in Greenville, South Carolina called the Eagle Zone that acted as a driving range, a golf learning center, a golf shop, and a club repair center. You guys renamed it to Haas Family Golf. Where did the idea come from to start this new venture? You know, I, I think it, uh, it came from me thinking about my youth. Uh, I can Some of my earliest memories of golf were playing uh, nine holes with my dad and then going to this driving range uh, it was open at night uh, there were bugs everywhere because it was lit up and I just remember uh, hitting hitting golf balls on that range like it was yesterday it has to be 60 years ago now and I remember each bucket had about two or three golf balls in it that were any good the rest of them were all <laughs> ones that you wouldn't want to hit much more than a wedge with right. and and so I think, uh, you know, I knew about uh, Pelham T, then Eagle Zone. Uh, it, from my days of, of living here, you know, we moved here in 1983, and uh, the, the kids, our family has grown up here. And I remember taking the boys there probably uh, when they were, you know, 12, 13 years old and watching them hit and thinking what a nice place it was. And uh, good bones to it and then as it progressed and it uh, the years went on I thought that it uh, as I went over there and occasionally hit balls and practiced and would just drop in uh, I would think about uh, things that I would do to improve it if uh, if someday I was uh, going to get involved in, in that end of it and uh, lo and behold I, I spoke with John Gehring who was an investor in a uh, uh, an employee of, of uh, Eagle Zone, and we got to talk, and one thing led to another. We put a group together, and darn if we don't uh, if we don't own this thing now. So, uh, to put my money where my mouth is, so to speak, uh, we tried to improve it a little bit, a little bit at a time. And I, I like where it's headed. I think we we get good feedback from people who have come there and have been coming there for 25, 30 years, and remember how it maybe used to be and yeah, they're they're appreciative of what we're trying to do to it so it's somewhere that 
again, it kind of goes back to my youth somewhere where in the future I can go to hang out uh, and, and bring golf to the masses, but certainly to the kids of this area and the entire Southeast. You know, I spent a lot of my career there and, and I'm absolutely proud of the fact of what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a fantastic job with that facility. Uh, the place means the world to me in my time that I spent there. And just to see what you guys have done with it is, is remarkable. Yeah, it, it's been fun to see a transformation of sorts. And I have some big dreams for it. Uh, you know, in my mind, the vision of what it maybe someday could become. And we've done a little bit of that. Uh, it, you know, it's just, uh, it, it costs a lot of money to do these things. And we're trying to do it as fast as we can. But we, uh, we don't want to get ahead of our skis too much. And it's just, it's fun to see it though. And it's fun to see people come out there and enjoy the game and see families out there hitting golf balls. It's uh, again, that's, that's kind of where, uh, where I'm coming from uh, thinking about the days of my dad and I going out to hit balls and trying to learn the game. And so I see a, a, a young family out there and it, uh, it makes my heart feel good. Absolutely. How is, uh, how is Haas Family Golf involved in helping the community? I think there's just the fact of given that opportunity, you know, not everyone can be a member of a country club. Uh, I certainly wasn't when I was growing up and played, like I said, a nine hole par three course, uh, maybe once a month, twice a month or something in the summertime. And, you know, eventually got to play at a country club uh, when I was in my late teens, I guess, and kind of formed uh, my, my skills a little bit more, maybe it challenged me a little bit more, but I, I just think the fact that, uh, to giving this opportunity to more and more people, uh, to, to enjoy the game. I know what it's meant to me, a lifetime of, uh, of fun and challenge. Uh, that's the game in itself is such a challenge. It, uh, we can, I tell people, you guys can create excellence at any one time, maybe not all the time or as much as you'd like to. <laughs> But you can hit good shots. You know, it doesn't uh, – there's no defense in golf. It doesn't mean if you're slow or, uh, you know, not as strong or whatever. If you can put it all together and to maximize your abilities, I think anybody can hit good golf shots. And there's uh, nothing uh, that thrills me more than to, for me personally to hit a good shot uh, when I'm visualizing a, a, a five-iron shot into a green and then I hit it it just gives me a biggest charge. And so I want to give that to the people uh, and hopefully they'll, uh, they'll respond and, and keep coming out. You grew up in Bellevue, Illinois. Now you could have lived anywhere in the country, but you chose Greenville, South Carolina. What made you choose Greenville? You know, we, uh, Jan and I were married in 1978. And at the time I was, uh, I grew up, like you said, in, in Illinois and, had gone to Wake Forest to, to play golf on the, on a scholarship there and enjoyed that time uh, immensely. But uh, we were looking for, uh, you know, somewhere in the south, somewhere close to Greenville uh, and uh, with a good airport. Those were kind of my checklist. And mm -hmm. we chose Charlotte. And we, we love Charlotte. I had a few friends from college in Charlotte. And we weren't too far away from Greenville. And so we spent five years there, our first five years of marriage. And then in 83, uh, both of Jan's parents got sick. Uh, her dad had uh, ALS and her mom uh, struggled with cancer. And Jan wanted to be around her family a little bit more. And by that time, I was in a full-fledged tour schedule and 
playing 30 weeks a year and gone a lot and she wanted to be closer to home and so we moved to Greenville and by that time we had two kids uh, a third on the way they ended up with five all together two boys three daughters and they all grew up in Greenville and Jan said when her parents were gone that we could go anywhere I wanted well by the time that all happened we were you know, had had raised our family uh, to a good part of that in Greenville, and Greenville was starting to become a little bit more of a uh, booming town, I suppose. And I just I enjoyed it, and Jan did. We she had family still here, and the kids, frankly, were in schools and loving it. Uh, had made great friends, and so Greenville to me was home, and there isn't a better place to be right now. I don't think. I agree. Isn't it amazing how much Greenville has grown over the years? It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, just incredible. We've been here now 36 years probably, and so we've seen big changes. Jan even more so because she grew up here. But thinking about the downtown and how exciting it is, and exciting for kids, uh, my kids' age and even younger, you know, that's just uh, it's so much fun to go down there and to see how vibrant the, the downtown is and all the building that's going on. It's just a, a, a great place to live, to grow up. Uh, it offers so many different things. And obviously the weather's wonderful here. Uh, and I couldn't, uh, couldn't think of a better place to be. For me personally, it's, uh, the airport is fantastic. I love getting in there and not having to wait too many lines. And it's 10 minutes from my house. It's, it's just, uh, it was a great decision to come here. And we've, uh, we've been blessed with, with uh, great things happen since we've been here. Well, let's take a trip down memory lane a little bit. You talked about your time at Wake Forest University. You won a national championship there as a team, and you also won the individual championship in 1975. A lot of people say that this was one of the greatest college teams of all time that also consisted of Curtis Strange and Bob Byman. Talk to me about your days at Wake Forest, and what was it like to win those championships? Yeah, that uh, we, we have been known uh, in different circles to – is the greatest team ever. We won the NCAA 1975 by 33 strokes. It wow. was a four-round uh, stroke stroke play event then, and it was a little bit different format. We would take the best four for the entire week. It wouldn't be the best four each day. So our depth that we would have in, in at any given tournament really sh uh, showed through at the end of the week because we had guys – uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh men uh, on our team, you know, two or three guys that were staying home each week that could really play. And so the depth that we had really made our team special. And obviously uh, having Curtis on the team was amazing. He was the best player in college at that time. Uh, those were times that uh, I still think back on and, and just have a big smile on my face. I've been in different uh, forums where Curtis is speaking and he talks about his years at Wake Forest were uh, still to this day the best years of his life. He just loved being there. Uh, again, winning, that had a lot to do with it, but we just had a pretty close team. Uh, you mentioned Bob Byman. He played the tour for eight or ten years. He won the tournament at Bay Hill one year. And so we had a, a solid one, two, three, and then, like I said, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, we had ten guys on the team that could really, really play. And just memories that I will never forget. And I still have some 
and plaques and pictures, different things in my basement that I, I look at and just have a grin every time I go by and think about uh, those great times. But it was uh, to be able to win. Uh, we won at San Diego. Curtis won the individual by a shot, and we won the team by two. And then the following year, I won the individual by a shot, and we won the team by 33. So it was uh, – I don't know what the hell happened the last year. We had the same guys back. And we finished fourth or fifth out in Albuquerque, but it was uh, it was a good run while it lasted. And again, uh, things that uh, I'll never forget. Uh, you know, I don't think it gets talked about enough, in my opinion. I mean, the, the success you had and, and what you guys did was outstanding. And of course, uh, you moved on from Wake Forest onto the PGA Tour, and that lasted almost thirty years. And you had a very successful career there. Out of all the victories that you accumulated, what do you consider your most memorable victory on the PGA Tour? Uh, you know, on the PJ Tour, I would have to say my first win. It was in San Diego, 1978. That was my, my second year out. And the format was quite a bit different back then than it is now. The top 60 were exempt, not the one, not top 125. Uh, so only 60 guys were exempt every week. So if you had your tour card, you had, that gave you the opportunity to qualify on Mondays. And they called us rabbits i don't know why that term came from or or chasing the lettuce i guess i don't know what the deal was there but we would go out on mondays and the low qualifiers they might have uh, any number of spots from two spots for the week or 32 spots it just depending on uh, what event it was uh, how popular it was with the top players uh, you know that, that would allow us to have more spots or less spots and Anyway, I had a decent first year, finished 77th on the money list, so I wasn't fully exempt, uh, but went to San Diego. It was a fourth tournament of the, of the year and, and won the event. And once I did that, I felt like, yes, I could do this. And uh, there was always doubt. Shoot, uh, I have doubt in my whole career whether I could keep on doing it or not. I had, I had confidence that I could. But there's always that seed of doubt that uh, a win might be your last win or uh, you have a good tournament. When am I going to do that again? It's just uh, you always have to prove yourself in the game of golf. There are no guaranteed contracts, you know, week in and week out. Everybody starts at zero. So uh, I think that winning that first year or the second year, my, my first win, allowed me to, to think that I could do it and that I was a good enough player to get the job done, uh, I could continue on. And it took me another three years to win again. But at the same time, I, I just felt like I belonged a little bit more. So, uh, you know, looking back on it, I'd have to say that first win was uh, as important as any that I have ever had. Well, after almost 30 years on the PGA Tour, you moved on to the senior tour, of course, at the age of 50. Most golfers typically see their game decline, yet you are the total opposite. Your game strengthened tremendously. You've accumulated 18 victories so far. Two of those were at the PGA Championship. How and why do you think this was possible for you? Uh, that's a great question. I will say that my health has held up uh, pretty well over the years. Uh, a lot of guys have struggled with whether it be back injury, shoulder, wrist, neck, uh, knee, any kind of a major injury that is vital to play golf, to swing the golf club. And I seem to avoid those major injuries uh, quite a bit. So th that helped me quite, uh, quite a bit. And I think that uh, having a passion for the game, uh, wanting to get better, 
year in and year out and wanting to play the game, never being satisfied. I think that has kind of pulled me along as well. And toward the end of my 40s, uh, I made, made a couple little changes here and there, and it just seemed to click for me. And at 48, 49, 50, 51, I probably played some of my best golf, most, most consistent golf that I had played uh, throughout my entire career. And so it was, I won't say an easy transition to the Champions Tour, but knowing that I could c compete on that tour uh, gave me a, a great boost to confidence. I made the Ryder Cup team when I was 50, so that was a you know, a, a feather in my cap and something oh, absolutely. Yeah. I did not even dream about doing, but I played well enough and, and got on that team. We, we got waxed that year, but it was, uh, you know, to be in that room with those 11 other guys is unbelievably special. Tiger and Phil were both on the team and many a Davis love was on that team. It was just a, uh, uh, quite a thrill to be included in that, uh, group of 12, but, you know, I guess I, I won a couple events and just got comfortable and just felt like mostly my attitude changed about how I played. I think as a, as a PGA Tour player, I played a little bit too defensively. I played to make cuts and to, to be consistent and things like that. I didn't take a lot of chances. And I got on the Champions Tour and I kind of thought that, you know, don't, don't be afraid to hit a bad shot be aggressive when the time came. If it needed to hit a good shot under pressure, you know, hit that shot. Don't say to yourself, geez, I don't want to make a big mistake here and make a double bogey. You know, I, I guess I, I was a better coach to myself mentally than I was when I was a younger player. And I, I tell Bill all the time now, just, uh, you know, the worst thing can happen, hit a bad shot, but you'd be more mad about, trying not to hit a bad shot and then hitting a bad one than if you were trying to be aggressive to hit a good shot and I think that's what carried me through and I just uh, I putted better uh, I thought better I was more confident and I think that's what allowed me to play well onto the uh, onto the champions tour into my 60s well, you know, you hit the nail on the head. The mental game, as you know, is is gigantic. In my last podcast, I talked about some tips on how to improve that and and, and ways you need to think out there. And, and one of the things I mentioned was just look for something great to happen. Don't walk out there and look for something bad to happen. That's what really we're all kind of guilty of that to a certain degree. We we're afraid we're going to hit that bad shot. And Jack Nicholas put it perfectly. He said, why would anybody willingly replay a bad shot? I mean, why would you? And we do that all the yeah, time. That, you know, it's, it's so that mental game part that's it, is, is, is so important. I try to teach that to my students all the time that, have the right attitude out there and believe in yourself and know that you can do something wonderful. No, I couldn't agree more. Yes. Uh, I think that the great winners of the past, and I, I could start with Jack Nicholas. They had, he had such a tremendous attitude, a positive attitude, and you could see him formulating uh, a good shot in his head prior to hitting the shot. And he usually did. Tom Watson was very convicted in every shot that he ever took. He'd take the club out, couple couple waggles and go. There was never a tentative look in his eye when he got over a shot. And so you look at the great players of today in any era, in any sport, and none of them look like they're scared. You know, so the you'd I, to me, I, and again, I've told Bill this, uh, you'd much rather be nervous about a situation than at home sitting on your couch watching it. So you want to be doing that. You want to be the guy in that arena and not watching that. So 
I just think that uh, if you have a good attitude, a good positive attitude to see results and things like that, if you believe in your rehearsal and how, you, how much work you put into it, good things will happen. Well, Jay, when you look back over your career, who were the most influential people in your career? Well, I can start with my, uh, certainly my parents getting me to and from events and my dad for playing with me and everything. And, you know, when he probably wanted to be with the guys, I, I look back on it now and think as a six or seven or eight year old, uh, you know, him dragging me along to his uh, Saturday morning games and allowing me to play with him, that was, uh, that was awfully special. Uh, but the man who taught me to play the game was my uncle, Bob Dolby. Uh, Bob's a 1968 Masters champion. And I didn't know what that meant back then. You know, I just knew he was a good player and he gave me some tips and they worked and I practiced them. You know, that was kind of, you know, one, two, three, that was it. And uh, until I was uh, a grown person and had had gone through – learning to play, learning to uh, play on the PGA Tour, struggled, things like that. I had no idea what that Masters win meant to him until I was uh, playing in that event and, you know, a player on the PGA Tour. So, I, you know, Bob was my biggest vocalist uh, supporter as I was a kid growing up. You can do this, he would say. Uh, you got a great swing. You got great fundamentals. Uh, just keep on practicing. Believe in yourself. Practice, practice, practice. You know, just all these different things that a coach would tell uh, a person. And, uh, you know, I believed him. And he'd come home and he'd give me a tip and say, all right, I'll see you next time. Keep working at it. You're doing great. Uh, you can do this. I've watched a thousand different players and you got as much as they've got or more. And, you know, so he just – kept pumping me up, kept being positive with me. And, you know, I still talk to him all the time. Bob, he's getting ready to turn 91 uh, in, uh, or he just did turn 91, excuse me. And he's, uh, wow. you know, still goes to the champions dinner at, at Augusta. And just uh, to hear the stories that he tells is a ton of fun. And I still bounce things off of him. What do you think about this, my swing? And uh, it, it's just, uh, I've been, little did I know how blessed I was when I was growing up to have someone like that in my corner. Oh, absolutely. Well, you guys have a lot of exciting new things going on at Haas Family Golf. I noticed that you guys brought in Club Champion. What's your opinion on the advancement of golf equipment and, and the golf equipment technology uh, as it relates to golf clubs and golf balls? Oh, my gosh. It's just uh, – it's gone crazy. And I know that when I was a younger player – you really didn't have an opportunity or a choice uh, of clubs so much. You just grabbed a driver, uh, you know, clubs were expensive, probably more expensive than they are, are now in relation to uh, the economy. And, you know, you, you had to develop your swing to your club that you had. If you didn't have enough loft, you maybe didn't know you didn't have enough loft on your driver. And so you just kind of figured out how to hit it higher. And that could have been a detriment to your swing. So now with uh, certainly club champion, they are the best there is at fitting people. And you get a club that fits you rather than you fitting the club. And I'm not trying to sell anybody on club champion or anything like that. But at the same time, this is what we've done as a pro, what we've done throughout our whole careers, testing clubs. We've, 
we like this one, we don't like this one. Ooh, that's a good looking driver. Let me try to hit that one. It looks pretty good. Let me have one of those. And so now you can just, anybody can walk into Haas Family Golf, go to Club Champion uh, and get fitted to exact specifications that you need. Uh, the numbers are, not, are there and they don't lie. It, you know, the, the track man, all that stuff is something that is uh, relatively new in the scheme of golf and certainly since I've been playing. But to tell you uh, each shot, uh, you know, the launch angle, the spin rate, uh, the carry, uh, you know, all this different stuff, we didn't have that uh, 40 years ago. In 20 years ago, hardly we didn't have that. So uh, just the fact that you can go in there, anybody, I don't care what level of golf, but you can go in and you can get a club and then you can be prepared to play your best golf. For those that haven't heard of club champion, can you go in there and get fit for pretty much any brand you want or is it, are you limited? No, they are. Uh, they like to say they're agnostic. They don't uh, push any club. If you want to play a Titleist club, if you want to play a tailor made ping, uh, you know, up and down the line, uh, PXG, they, they've got it all, every one of them. And you might start with one and then say, well, let's try this head on that shaft. Let's try that shaft on this head. And so, uh, you know, they've got, it kind of makes your head spin. It's the ultimate candy store for a golf nut. And wow. if you go in there, your head just kind of spins. It'll, uh, it, they will fit you with what's best and, they do not like like I just said they don't push any one brand they've got them all across the board so if you're uh, if you're looking for a specific brand they will have it and they will have every shaft available and they'll have it to you as quick as they can yeah a lot of my background is club fitting and that's where I started my career and and seeing what they're doing is outstanding I mean to know that you can go in there and see all these different variations of shaft club head grip and then having that diverse selection of manufacturers, I think, is just wonderful. Yeah, well, you mentioned the, the shab and the grip. That's something that a lot of people don't even think about. They say, well, what kind of grip right. do you like? Well, heck, I don't know what kind of grip. Well, show me what you've got. Ooh, this one feels good. You know, so it's just uh, there's so many different choices. And to, to custom make that club for you specifically, I uh, just can't say enough about that. And, it, it again, it's got something for everybody. It, it, they will fit you for what you need and to maximize your performance uh, for your swing. I just talked to one of the fitters there a couple weeks ago and a gentleman walked out and he showed him that he had picked up 28 yards on his driver. Wow. Uh, just, just through testing and fitting and getting him something uh, that is right for him. Well, now just think about taking your drive and then going out there and walking it 28 yards closer to the green and dropping it and playing from there. That's a little bit of an advantage. So sure. if a club can do that for you, why wouldn't you go and, and get to at least get fitted for something like that? Well, I encourage all of you to go check out their website. It's HaasFamilyGolf.com. Again, HaasFamilyGolf.com. Also check them out on Facebook and Instagram. It's at HaasFamilyGolf. All the new uh, things you need to know about their facility will be on their website, will be on their Facebook or Instagram page. I highly suggest that you go out there and check them out if you have not already done so. It is a fantastic facility, and we're super proud to have it here in the Greenville community. Jay, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, and I wish you all the best with Haas Family Golf. 
Well, thanks for having me on, Steve. And uh, like you said, anybody uh, that wants to improve their game, come on out. Uh, welcome you with open arms. It's uh, a great game, a great game for a lifetime. Like I said, I've been playing it 60 years now, and I don't, I don't want to slow down uh, my family, my kids, my grandkids. It's uh, a game of a lifetime, so come enjoy it. Thank you again, Jay. You bet.